where the magic happens. Hi, I'm Angela, and I am a psychic and an empath and indigo uh, master number. We'll just say master number from now on. Master number. <laughs> I'm the master I of numbers. I am the master number. And I'm terrible at math. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Ryan. I am a stand-up comedian, paranormal investigator, experiencer, empath. Um, I love of milkshakes. Mm-hmm. Um, master of coincidence. Oh. Um, I'm also really loving this band called First Aid Kit right now. Oh my God, I love them. I love them. I love them so much. There's a song called Ghost Town that I've listened to probably a hundred times. I don't know which one Ghost Town is. Oh my God, it's about about somebody who's on the road and... Uh, so you're relating to it. Yeah, as I'm well. related. Like, yeah, yeah. Even um, though you're you're taking a road break, a road I'm taking a road out. break. I'm here for about six days, and um, then uh, we're back out. But the uh, God, they're so. You found good. some good music on this trip. What Lumineers too? And well, the Lumineers I found previously because uh, of a, a a former friend, or mm-hmm. not former friend, a Uh-oh. friend of mine uh, who used to work for their manager. Oh wow! Um, Welcome to LA. Yeah, but. Uh, so it was actually one of my lovers. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. <laughs> it always creeps me no, out when people use that word. My ex-girlfriend worked for the manager of the Lumineers and like Dwight Yoakam and Bob Weir. and. Oh, wow. So yeah, like oh. Dead and Company. Oh, Which is like yeah. my favorite, one of my favorite all-time bands. Man, it's so Grateful nice so great. when people are great and they have fabulous hookups for things. You know, it's so great. Yeah. Well, the only thing I really ever got, well, not ever, like... I, I hesitate to say such a statement in this scenario. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, because the reality of the situation is I got so much, mm-hmm. but I got this really cool sh- T-shirt, tour T-shirt. Oh, oh, a free. cool tour T-shirt. It was probably like $40 tour Damn. T-shirt. But um, it was really cool. And then I could have gotten discounted tickets to things. It's a kind of pathetic hookup. My, I have a really good hookup at the moment for Halloween stuff that I'm super excited to cash in on. I was telling you, it's a super secret thing that's going to happen soon. I was telling you about it, though, before this recording. But, um, yeah, apparently the, all of that will lead to many cool free Halloween VIP things as well. Oh, that's you know cool. About? I yeah. also have all these guys' cell phone numbers now. Oh, shit, I'm Ryan. Just, I'm totally kidding. We're going to prank them. I'm totally them. kidding. That's the next she'd episode. She'd get sued. <laughs> like, if someone thought that was true, she'd probably be Aww. in court. Well, I'm glad you've been having a good time with music because I've been getting uh, dry anal from Mercury Retrograde. You've been getting your ass retrograde. Oh my God. I, well, and this is this is the universe being like, haha, because last time I said, uh, I was saying to a lot of people like, I don't know, I'm pretty unfazed by Mercury Retrograde. I think I'm one of the, the favorites. It doesn't hit me. And then this time, first, my fucking- How did, like the the- <sighs> The gall you have I to know, say right? such a thing. Well, because I was trying to remember. Like, just like, you even saying that made me uncomfortable. Oh, me too. I'm not. Well, <laughs> you know, here's the good news. The universe put me in my place as it does. So my computer died. You could see I have a new gold computer. that oh, I could, Yeah, right. It's really cute. We got the same ones now. Aww, Both of aww. us have had dead computers yeah, recently. Yeah, which maybe is also the universe's way this of saying. This is pure like, credit card right here. Oh, yeah. This is fucking. I'm, I'm paying like dollars extra on it every day. Um. But yeah, so my computer died, had to get a new computer, and I was I had a deadline that was um, a pretty big deal. It was, I don't know, I'm writing some, I'm ghostwriting some weird shit right now. But uh, that was like, sorry, people of Bulgaria, I'm ghostwriting for. I am fucked at the moment. I can't finish this project on time. And um, I think they thought I was lying. And I was like, this is such a preposterous lie to tell. My computer died. Have you heard this lie before? I guess probably they had. But um, then... Actually, that does sound like a pretty good excuse. It's a great excuse. Well, then... 
Um, I was driving to show my trailer and I was so irritable about it. I was so, cause it's super far away. Everybody is a fucking asshole. I had somebody tell me today, oh, just, oh, just get, I'm not even going to talk about it. It's just, don't go into somebody's home and say shit about their home. Cause you want their home for less. Cause you're, then they're just not going to sell it out of spite, which is where I am right now. And also I have theories about why I'm supposed to be keeping this trailer. Cause it, it the universe is forcing it, it into my life. Um, well, I'm going to talk to Sarah about that because she's in town now. But um, the other thing, so I'm driving to this trailer and it's an hour away in Santa Clarita. I don't know how to get there. And these fucking tourists. I'm just going to call these people tourists. You know that song by Pulp, um, Common People? No. It's a great song. It's a really great song. It's one of my really good friend's favorite songs. Um, I'll never listen to it. I'll just get like, <laughs> it's people Don't worry. Oh, I'm livid. Wait till I get to the fucking cherry on top of all this. Well, I, I'm a cash only person today and the cash is almost out. But um, um, so uh, that song is like talking about people who want to pretend that they had to work for their life and like pretend they're not trust funders. And, um, and it's so good. And it's just like it fires up the people who are working and who are starving. And like there's a line. Um, uh, roaches on the wall if you called your dad he could stop it all like oh it just makes you so mad so these fucking tourists they want to they want to toy with the idea of tiny housing and they call me and they ask me a ton of questions and they're questions that they could google they're not specific to my house so I had uh, yet again another set of fucking tourists who want to talk to me about my lifestyle and I'm driving to show my house to other tourists and um, and I just mean tourists of life like not they want to see the world they just want to like peek in on other people who are fucking brave and I, it is brave what I did it was really brave and it was hard and they just want to dip their toe in it and see if maybe they could be that person Ooh, too. exciting yeah to yeah. see how dangerous yeah. this and, life and, is and then like well I could put a wardrobe in here right I could like mount a war- what, what no just to have fewer clothes I did it and I you see I tr- I'm always dressed up darling I, hide hide the password from our from all of our bank accounts from for a day so i know what it feels like to not know if i have any money <laughs> darling it's it's just seriously change the password for a day oh my god the sports cars that pull up to my trailer you're not going to build you're not going to buy and drive the shitty fucking truck i have to darling call my let's house use with. a coupon tonight <laughs> Wouldn't that be so exciting? What's that site? Coupon.com? Coupon.com. What's that site? Oh, they have an app. Groups. <laughs> Groups.com. Oh, darling, let's act like we... No, we don't mind being with other people <laughs> who are poor. Let's go to Best Buy and see I how microwaves s- work. See, you're feeding into one of my things Ugh, right now so where uh, uh, someone close to me, we've talked about this before, is like, you hate rich people. Yeah. And I was like, that's not true. I mean, but then it was like, oh, I mean... No, she's known me for years. So there's rich people I do hate. Yeah. So, but I have to be careful not to. There are not to hate in general. There are rich people who live in the real world, and there are people who've never had to step fucking one foot into the real world. And there's a huge difference, I think. Somebody who earns their money, like right now, I've been getting like money advice and career advice from someone who has worked his ass off and is a super impressive human being. And I'm like, oh my god, are these the daddy issues I've never explored? Like, I really feel like. 
will you be my daddy? But like in a, not in a sexual way, just like a shape and mold me, sir. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> this is amazing. But so um, these fucking assholes, they're talking to me and they're like, well, where does poop go? What happens with the poop? Where does it be? Oh is my there- God. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I have to go. I have to go. I couldn't do it. And also my phone, my, my, cause I was talking to them while I was driving to meet more assholes. My phone froze and my map wasn't working. I was like, you guys, I have to call you back later. My phone just froze. So I hang up with them. The phone is absolutely frozen and I pull over and I'm messing with it and it's like it shows me all the regular screens, but it won't let me access anything. Not the phone, not my not anything. The only thing I could do, I I, I had to turn on the flashlight to try to kill the battery, like leave the flashlight on the whole time so it would kill the battery and the phone would reboot because nothing I did worked. I went into a gas station and um, threw myself at the mercy of strangers and I was like, my phone died. I don't know how to get where I'm going. Can someone look it up? And all these people helped and then some fucking creepy dudes were like, you can follow us. And I'm like, yeah, follow you to my murder. But uh, I got the directions and I get off at the exit. So I'm at this murder house. (laughs) (laughs) Mercury retrograde was really hard. (laughs) But they had gin. They had, yeah, they were like, we have alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> not drugs, not even drugs. Um, so I, I exit and it's like four different, uh, it's a, what's it called? You know, a four-way, it's four different roads I could go. It's four different intersections, whatever. So I go down, every one is wrong until the last one. Then I finally find the place. I'm only 20 minutes late, which is pretty miraculous. Um, and then I'm, and then I had, I had to just like feel my way home. I just followed signs and it, it was great. It was kind of like, wow, this is what it was like before. You Darling, know? Let's pretend <laughs> like we did. Let's turn off our phones. Let's pretend like we're, we're pioneers. Uh, <laughs> drive drive in the direction north or south. Like, that's what I did. I just drove south. Well, that's pretty cool, that. though. I mean, every well, once in a while to do that is... Yeah, um, I felt really strong and powerful. But then um, then I told you about that really great job that I, I, I don't... I felt like I was manifesting the cell of my trailer and then um, something that was very lucrative and easy and fun and I can't wait to like have on my resume um, popped up and they set they sent me the day of I was starting the work um, a check and I, I deposited it. And then my account didn't work yesterday. I tried to take Brandy to lunch because she was helping me move my new altar, which is gorgeous. I'm going to post pictures to social. Um, And I was like, I'll buy you lunch. And then my card wouldn't work. And then my app wouldn't work. They blocked me. When I called, they, and I don't know what's going on. This is some fucking, this is some grade A Mercury retrograde. And uh, they said, "The the check you deposited is a fraudulent check and the bank that issued the check told us they are the ones who alerted us. So then I'm talking to my new employers and I'm like, this check is, is bunk. And they're like, no, we called the bank and they said the check was cashed and everything's fine. So then I get I, on the way over here, I get an email and it's like, um, you have a, an important message regarding your Citibank account. And I go to access it and I'm still locked out of my fucking account, which obviously Citibank is bullshit and I can't wait to go join a credit union immediately after today. I'm so Mercury retrograded out though. So my phone died, my computer died, and my checking account died. They're all dead. I have to go get a new checking account. You're just blocked out of your, which is crazy that the the people who paid you they're the ones who should be handling this. They did, yeah. And I agree. And I, I was like, I need this dealt with now. They called the bank and they're like, look, you can have your bank call me and I can put them in touch with my people. 
Um, but they wouldn't give me the information, which I'm like, well, they might. I mean, I, it does sound crazy. It doesn't sound legit that this is happening. They also sent me the check the day of. And who's going to scam a scriptwriter? Like, just to get free. Well, I was, I was scammed as a voiceover person. Really? Yeah, well, this, this year. company's legit. I, I mean, I, I. But yeah, them out. so I mean, that's different. I mean, I. They are here. My in intuition Hollywood was too. like buzzing. Oh. From the beginning of this one. No, mine hasn't. I've already had a bunch of meetings with them too, and I can't wait for this thing to come out. It's so silly and fun. I got to write a bunch of fish puns. Some I wrote some bodily fluid, uh, bodily function jokes, and um, they said the farts are great, but we're gonna cut the peeing. And I was like, cool, okay, story of my life. You know, that's what's. <laughs> Some somebody, what was it? When I was very young, uh, I thought this was the funniest thing in the world, and Ooh. to the point of like I just couldn't get over how funny. That's I how I thought about the Cadbury egg was commercial the, when I was a kid with the rabbit that that makes chicken noises. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, what was yours? This was like I was swimming in a lake, and somebody was like, "You can't swim in the lake. Uh, why are you?" Or it's like, "I don't want to swim in the lake. It's too dirty." I was like. Oh, I don't care. And they're like, you don't care? I was like, no, dude, I swim anywhere where fish fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what is that from? That's just something I said. You said that. As you, yeah, so and I was you just a kid, so I was like, so, That's, but like the idea really that funny, fish, Ryan. the idea that I was swimming somewhere where fish fuck, yeah. to me was so funny. Like the idea of like, oh, fish fuck in here. <laughs> like constantly. And I was like, oh my God. Like, so every time I get into water, I just kind of giggle, like, oh, fish fucking fish here. fluid. Unless it's like a pool. But um, pools are grosser because people pee in pools and they, people fuck fucking in pools. People, well, pff, idiots fucking pools. That is not, not fun for a lady to fuck in a pool. Well, it's not great for anybody. It's not, right? Like, this whole, like, this whole bullshit about like hot tub sex. Ew, it's like, it's so gross. It's like, unless you're using a jet. No, I don't get unlike one of your spots. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's that's a little different. I'm um I'm real fancy about water parks and things. I won't go to them. <laughs> like I will. I I've gotten pretty drunk and gone to a hot spring with a whole bunch of uh, disgusting other drunk people and like managed to go in what the water. What if you wore a wetsuit? No. Oh my god, no. Because then it like no, it's all then it's like stuck to oh, you. This is an interesting thing about. I mean, like to to just not be able to enjoy the. I know it's the, a bummer. The wonders of water. Well, is, I'm gonna put a saltwater pool in at my house. I told you that, and then I'm gonna fucking put all kinds of magic on it so nobody can ever pee in it, and everybody has to take a shower before they get in. And I know it's gonna suck because I'm gonna be real uptight about this. You're but, like, I'm having a pool party, and everybody's like, <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> Angela makes you shower like it's a fucking. Float Wouldn't tank. it be funny if, I, if it was like you can come tank? over? I'm having a pool party. You can watch me swim. <laughs> you can't. Have you you're been not to a allowed. Float tank before a what? A float tank. Um, a sensory deprivation tank. I was. You have to shower before and after. I was in. Uh, it's so crazy. One of the coolest things I ever did. I wrote a, an essay about it. I worked as a, a performance artist, I guess, for a minute, and like a nude model for a minute in New York. And um, <laughs> I, I know, right? <laughs> Add it to the list of what the fuck did you just say? Uh, well, it was this big gallery in Soho, and it was this big, the New York Times took my picture. I had to float in a tank and everybody could just come up and look at me. And oh, it was so it was really dense salt. salt water, like yeah, the Dead it was, Sea. And it was warm. It was heated and um, 
and it was crazy. I just remember being like, um, and I mean, I this is in the story, I think, uh, that I wrote. I've told this story so many times, but it was February. So whenever the front doors would open and people come in, the cold air would come in. My nipples stayed hard the entire time. And I was like, this is best. This is best for the, the art. <laughs> like it was, cr- and I was, I was technically naked because I was wearing a see-through. But what people don't know who are listening to this <laughs> is that your nipples are three inches long. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> you, they were just hard the whole time no wait i don't think wait what they oh. thought i was a mannequin these frenchmen were arguing over me and um because i i like right in I front meditated. of you to where you could hear yeah it. but at first I, I i wasn't used to it i had but i did get into a i like i think i left my body during it i really do but i had to go to a place because it was like strangers could just come over and look over the tank and their faces were like two feet from mine it was really fucking weird and i was naked basically but um i had this green because it was this really cool art show i can't remember his name i think it was michael something um, but it was like all landscape, weird abstract shit. And he had me wear, because at first it was so flowy. He wanted us to just be naked. Um, but then he, I, I said, well, what if we were like a sheer green thing that was flowy? Because the water's moving. So um, I ended up, he gave me money and I went to Macy's and I bought like this green negligee. I had to cut bows off of it, but then it was beautiful. And um, so I had like this weird green thing on and um, and I was totally comatose the whole time floating. And um, these French women were arguing. They were like, she is a mannequin. And this was my favorite part. These two um, Americans, this couple, they were like, no, see, she's blinking. And the one goes, she is too beautiful she is a mannequin <laughs> and then the other one goes you can train a mannequin to blink and you i'm like can you can't a train a mannequin Man- <laughs> like, mannequins aren't dogs no uh, like, i mean there was a language barrier but they did have beautiful accents and they complimented me and i was like i've been no, watching dark. I'm, I'm not gonna, i've been speaking french to my one cat a lot lately so i'm really in the zone but um i uh i was dating this guy who was in a band and i met him at cbgb's remember that place is that a um that sounds like a clothing store cbgb's was the like the punk scene place that they closed in the, on the lower east side when uh new york was ruined do you know what cbgb's no, i was kind of kidding when God i said damn it, it ryan <laughs> <laughs> i haven't seen you for a while now i forgot what your face looks like when you lie to me oh so you know my lie face <laughs> That's not okay. I'm gonna have to change my life. I'm gonna have to, <laughs> I'm gonna have to workshop up. a new life. You gotta life poker face. face this up. Well, I met this guy and we were dating, and then and he lived in Pittsburgh and he was coming back um, for a show that night when I was doing when I was in the tank. And I was like, Come see me, I'm gonna be in this art show. And this guy was cancer with a Capricorn moon, and he was like, Fuck no, am I gonna walk in there and watch you be naked in front of strangers? So he wouldn't even come. He wouldn't come. I had to go meet him at his show afterwards. That's a shame. I know, right? I mean, well, That's men are. You know, especially men of a certain age mm-hmm. um, are raised to, you know, believe that women are their property. Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, so when other people are gawking at your property, like, I mean, you don't even I don't I, I don't even think he realized like where it was coming from. No, no, he didn't. And this was also why we broke up. He threatened to kill me one time. And I was like, oh, we're well, that's fucking very problematic. Done. I mean, all of this is probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, he found out I was still uh, emailing. I, t- I was not committed to him, but I was emailing with this gorgeous Gemini from uh, Italy. Oh, so he got Luca. jealous. Yeah. He was always jealous. He made him feel insecure. Yeah. And meanwhile, when I got out of that tank. The, the uh, artist assistant came and she's like, okay, time's up. I stood up. They had to bring a ladder to the tank for me to climb over. They, they gave me a towel. I, I stand up and I'm, I'm stepping over onto the ladder with and the a towel the French women were like, the mannequin is moving. 
<laughs> they were like, he's Pinocchio. He's, he's moving. <laughs> Your train mannequin move. My nipples were like Pinocchio. <laughs> but when it got out, everybody in the gallery stopped, watched, and applauded. They applauded my performance. Well, that's a heck of a. That's a, probably so, a fun night. It was so fun. It was so, it was beautiful. The upstairs, somebody lived up there. I got to go up and take a shower in this like mansion apartment. And this guy like missed he, out. He missed out because he could have just been there, watched yeah. all of this, and then probably Gone had some of the me. best sex of his life. Yeah, thank you. Because it's all juiced up from all this. And I'm yes. not trying to say that people should be uh, cucks or, yeah. or or whatever else. Like, what is it? Um, why am, why am I forgetting this word? What? Uh, people who like to be observed. Voyeurs? No. Oh, oh. yes, voyeuristic. Yes. Um, it's, especially with my life history, the fact that I couldn't remember that word. Seems, <laughs> it's like, look at your business card, Ryan. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's, that's too bad. Yeah. Um, God, it's- like, I, there seems to be like a real problem with uh, like trying to understand like this jealousy stuff. Like to me, it's always been really funny because I, I, luckily I figured this out when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I was dating this woman who was gorgeous. Like to me, like I was just like, I can't handle it. Right. Yeah. And so, but then I was like, I found myself getting jealous in one moment and it was a long distance relationship. And I was like, why am I jealous? And I was like, oh, I'm jealous because if I was her, I'd be fucking that guy. Oh, that's interesting. Right? Which is, it's it's all, in, jealousy is all insecurity. Jealousy right? is a story that you make up in your head. Exactly. Yeah, so, and it is insecurity. So I was like, oh, why would I, and so then like this shows you like where I was in my life as mm-hmm. well. I was like, well, why would, if I was her, why would I, I would be, that's what I'm thinking right now. I'm like, no, she's yeah. dating me. Yeah. Like, why exactly. would she fuck that guy when she can? Uh, yeah. So it's all about like just trying to build your own self-confidence and self It's true. And also like trying to understand like the relationship dynamic of like monogamy, which is crazy. Oh, it is. Um, I am. I got too much Scorpio though to be like, monogamy is crazy. I'm like, monogamy, yes. Well, I've never been in a polyamorous relationship. No, me neither. Um, but I don't know if, I don't know if I'm equipped for, I mean, I, definitely, I haven't done the research and the study and the uh, reading that, and all I that kind of stuff. I would crime of passion at least Oh, you'd least crime of passion all. Yeah, I would okay. fucking go to prison if I were, that. it wouldn't work. Let's just put it that way. You Blood <laughs> everywhere. Jesus. Blood everywhere. Um, That's why capital punishment will never work. And I'm not jealous. Like I even had this attitude uh, with the last guy I was dating, where we hadn't quite clarified yet if we were exclusive. But I was like, you know what, motherfucker, you go try to date other women after me. You go see how that works. I've out. ruined you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my stink all on you. I've ruined you. See if you. another stink satisfies you after this. What were we gonna talk about? We're today? talking about religion today. Oh, okay, so um. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, cause like, dude, I stayed at this uh, my friend's house in Missouri, mm. and it's like a a house that like is a rec- it's like a really old house, and it was she's fixing it all up. And where in Missouri? It's like outside of Springfield. Oh, okay. And I didn't. Get, I drove for like eight hundred and eighty miles on this particular day, so I get there at like almost one in the morning. Damn. And I had no idea it was out in the middle of nowhere. It's like straight up. And you're not in a in place a, for out in the middle of nowhere right now. I am not. That's not a good and place And I didn't for you. realize it was out in the middle of nowhere until I'm driving down these like long, like barely paved country roads uh-huh. in the middle of the night, like with nothing around. Oh, shit. And I'm right. just like, oh, fuck, dude. So we get there, or I get there, I park, 
and uh, she's like trying to clean up the house or something, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like it's on kind of in disarray because she's fixing everything up. And I'm like, just kind of please let me in as quickly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's like just stay outside I'll, I'll come outside and I was like oh so now I'm like standing outside and I start hearing all these weird animals and it's like she comes out and I was like and like she's smoking a cigarette I'm like is that is that a coyote and she goes no that's like an owl and so I'm hearing like all these weird like oh, oh, ha, ha, and I'm just like fucking freaking out right yeah. and so we, we finally get into the house and um she is uh I don't know how to describe her other than saying that she comes from like this long line of like secret society people and um, like her grandmother was in like the order of the Eastern cross, Whoa. which is like, some, like female Rosicrucian stuff. I believe I got the name correct. Um, she's seen things she wasn't supposed to see before, like books and things that like after like her grandpa died anyway. She's got this book that she discovered that and then when she puts it into a translator, it's one thing. It's like a prayer book. But then when you delete like the last letter of the last word, it changes everything into um, some crazy ass shit. Whoa. And it's in like a dead language. Whoa. Right. So this is like a prayer book from the 18th century. We believe it's from the 18th century. And it gets into this like ritualistic, you like religious mm-hmm. uh ceremonial stuff and like so there's some kind of we believe some kind of weird cipher mm-hmm. because it's a prayer book talking about you know using all this like oldish language about like you know th- th- child baby jesus and such and such and such and then you delete a letter then it's and it's like some crazy it's almost like satanic stuff holy shit like swaddle the baby this and drown the it premise. like shit like oh that. my god no it's like crazy stuff I've actually got some photos of it on my phone, of the book. And then exactly halfway through this book, exactly halfway through, um, there is the word priest in whatever dead language this is, but mm-hmm. you can tell it's the word priest, and the T's upside down. Holy shit. Which is really fucking funny and like, not funny, but like crazy. And I like start freaking out. She's like, it's exactly halfway through. And I was like, and so then I talked to a friend of mine and he's like, well, it's only very recently that the upside down cross has become to be known as evil. It used to just signify St. Peter. So whenever the word priest was written with the T upside down, it just meant that was St. Peter who they were referencing. Oh man, but that's still pretty creepy. I also feel like um, I've been, I've been reading some stuff, some fucking crazy old timey witchcraft stuff. And here's what I've come to believe. Uh, but this was already my impression. I'm not sure who I, I'm definitely going to be working with Hakate for till the end of time. But um, there are a lot of people who are like totally cool with Satan. And uh, Satan was basically just uh, he, his role was just to test faith, people's faith. He wasn't that like evil. He was just a faith tester was the original Satan. And it was the Christians who made Satan the like demonic devil person that he is now and so, I'm they, not, so they ascribed these meetings to him to yeah try to you know elevate their like and their, yeah and there for sure is some dark candidate stuff. oh well this is the other thing i was gonna say um i'm starting to feel like maybe i need a human skull okay let's um I was just talking about this. <laughs> you were a human skull. Well, I, I've been doing a joke about like human skulls recently, but the the interesting thing about this is like 
we all have our, I mean, I've got a lot of weird friends, mm-hmm. so I've seen a lot of human skulls. What? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of human skulls on bookcases. Uh-huh. And I've actually touched my own skull. How? When I was on 11 drugs. years old. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, but uh, when I was 11 years old, I got my head split open with a baseball Holy bat. Holy shit. I was running heroin for a local drug cartel. <laughs> No, I was on recess <laughs> and a baseball bat. See, I know the liar face now. You know the liar face. And so 11 years old as a drug mule would be pretty impressive. Yeah, it would. But um, so I get my head split open on recess. Um, I get rushed. <laughs> the opposite of running yeah, dress. Yeah. <laughs> and so I get you taken to the hospital. I'll never forget my mom shows up at school. I'm covered in blood. Like my head split open, my forehead. You can see the scar. If you, but anyway, um, and while I'm in the nurse's office at the grade school, she makes the joke, too bad it's not, you know, close to Halloween. You'd already have your costume. And my mom was so upset that she Whoa, made that joke. that I mean, is cause, fucked up. Because, you know, I had like a, our school uniform was like a white button down shirt and like Was this pants. Catholic school? Catholic <gasps> school. Oh, wow. And so I was covered, drenched. I wish I still had those clothes. Yeah, that'd be pretty fucking um, cool. So I get taken to the hospital. They're doing the surgery. Uh, so I have had plastic surgery in essence. Oh, and, welcome to LA. Yeah, and start them young. Yeah, right. Ryan Singer <laughs> had plastic surgery. Did you hear? <laughs> and so my forehead was open, or you know, and so they're like doctors are doing their thing, and they leave the room for a second, and I'm like, they got the little mirror there too. Holy like hanging shit! Over, and I can see my skull. Was it bright white? It was pretty white. My, yeah. I saw my kneecap recently. It was bright white. I mean, but it had like fluid and stuff, yeah. you know, still kind of oozing. And you touched it. And so I was like, I have to touch my skull. Yes, that's right. And so even though very unsanitary, now yeah. I'm putting germs from my fingertips oh, yeah, yeah. inside my body to yeah. be forever sealed. Yeah. No, but and, that, you know. That and so I touched my skull and it was so fucking cool. What, was it, what did it feel like? Was it, it felt like smooth? bone. Wow, that is cool. It felt like bone. But I've never broken a bone or anything in my entire life. I, have you Me seen the movie Unbreakable? We, we need to be careful. Oh, yeah. I, I love feel like movie. we might be unbreakable. Oh, we probably are. That makes sense. So please don't anyone try to break <laughs> one of our bones. To prove please it. don't. But, please uh, don't. I have this weird German gene where my bones are extremely denser. Uh, growing up, I'd always weigh so much more than my friends, even though I'd be skinnier and I'd be like, is this a real thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a real, you, it's a German, I can't remember what it is. It's a German gene where your teeth suffer. Your teeth are weaker and more brittle, but your bones are denser and harder to break. Um, but I was always like, why do I weigh so much more than, it would be like 15, it'd be a lot. It'd be like 15 to 20 pounds more than girls who were like my size are larger and my brother my cousins everybody there our whole lives we were always 15 to 20 pounds heavier than we looked and then our measurements within our bmi like it doesn't make any sense but mm, i don't really know anybody my brother broke his collarbone i think or maybe my mom did one of them broke something but yeah it's a german thing and i actually met somebody and um i mean i'm never gonna fucking tell you what i weigh ever but like but this this other person and I had uh, similar body types, and she was actually thinner, and she she weighed oh crazy high number, and I was just like oh my god. And she goes yeah, I have this German thing, and blah blah. And I was like oh, I have that German thing too. But it was like it was very validating because body dysmorphia is real, and I will have it no matter what. But at least I have this German thing that I can also back up my story. I didn't with. know there was actually a German thing about that. I wonder where yeah. that comes from. Yeah, I've been going deep because um, you're not supposed to say gypsy anymore. Uh, do you know about this? You're not uh-huh. supposed to say gypsy. Okay. And I am of uh, the, not 
not the G word, but um, I guess Romani is what we're supposed to be saying now, Romani descent. And I'm kind of mad about it because like gypsy has been reestablished to mean other things, but I also never want to use a word that hurts anybody. So if it's hurting people, I'm not going to use it. But I, I still feel like my soul is clinging to this word and I'm trying to reinvent Romani. So maybe in 10 years or what, we'll get used to it. If you are, if you self-identify, if you are in your heritage is Romani. Yeah. And therefore, I, I feel gypsy, like, yeah. I guess, if, if people, if you wanted to self-identify as that. Yeah, I feel that I, way that's too. That's different than like calling a group of people, quote, like saying, oh, they're gypsies. Like, yeah. if you are that person, and, I we mean, don't have and maybe this here. is me being uninformed, but if you are that thing, you can call yourself whatever that's you That's what want. I thought too. That's what I thought too. But yeah, people get fucking pissed about so who, it. So. so people who are oh, not- white gy- people, people, yeah. Who are not, people and I mean, who are I'm not a white Romani person. I'm not telling yeah. you not to identify, exactly. self-identify as Yes, thank as you. That. So people on- behalf of you are getting upset on behalf of you to mm-hmm. you yeah yeah oh and lots of people are are mad about this word but yeah because the fact that it is my my heritage is fucking stupid that i can't use that word um and i mean i have a lot of opinions about this that, that i will probably accidentally offend someone if i share so i'm not gonna but it does make me mad because this is a word that is like part of me and I grew up with this part of me and now it's a bad word. Like also you demonized a word I love in this, you know, like it's, it's, just, it's, it's not fucking At fun. At the end of the day, the question is like, you know, how are people feeling and, and, and what are, what's the intent about what people are doing yeah. and saying? Yes. And you could have years long discussions about like meanings of words and semiotics and like the, you know, the history of language and all this other kind of stuff. And where does it come from and what does it mean? And, but at the end of the day, you're forgetting there's people involved here and like, what are these people doing? What are the relationships? And, and like, what are we doing? What are we, what are we even doing here? Are we trying to move forward? Are we trying to be helpful? I like the, the phrase I've been using this. I think I came up with it. Faux woke. I think I meant to say semantics, by the way, not semiotics. (laughs) I didn't even hear I don't even know what semiotics, semiotics means. <laughs> Did you have any coffee before I got here? <laughs> I had not really. I mean, I had. I, well, I said not. I had two cups, but like that's not really. Not really. <laughs> Just two cups. Um, what was I saying? So, oh yeah, faux woke. There are a lot of people who don't want to actually do the work, or uh, I don't know, like go to a march. Go to a fucking march. Don't tell people what words to use. Go to a march. And yes, there is real racism, and call it real racism. But the faux woke shit, I would always prefer people to be empathetic than apathetic but at the same time this isn't real empathy this is faux woke a lot of the time not necessarily people i've been dealing with but there i do see a lot of it to get back to rituals and religion yes so you were raised catholic i was raised super catholic i was convinced i was one of god's next chosen leaders Mm um and uh, so I had the whole, I thought I was going to be a priest. Yeah. Um, that is so crazy. I had the vocation, right? That's what they call it. The calling. And I was, what con- is that? What is the vocation? Vocation is like when you're called to a life. How did, how did you get it? Did somebody tell you? Feel you? It. Oh, God. Oh, oh, I'd been like, I thought, I mean, I was, you know how everybody tells their kids and their grandkids that they're special. Oh yeah. Some of us believe it. <laughs> too much i mean and, uh, this is ringing true for me as well some of it believe it some of us believe it just a little too much like oh not only am i special i am like probably the most special yeah um and i'm not gonna act like some of that doesn't still cling on to me um but i thought 
I literally thought it was like Moses, Jesus, Ryan Singer. Whoa. Right. So I thought I was convinced because of my grandma. My grandma was into, you know, um, end times predictions and prophecies like pretty hard. Um, was a very religious woman, probably the most religious woman and kind, loving woman I've ever known um, in my entire life. They go together sometimes. Yeah. And uh, all my grandparents, actually, all four of them were like unfucking believably cool people. Oh, you're really lucky. Yeah, I was very lucky. And um, like I never heard or saw one of them yell or scream or raise their voice or anything. Really. What? Like God. it was it was crazy. <laughs> you know about my grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> I was convinced that uh, I was going to be like one of God's chosen leaders. My grandma had convinced me that Jesus would come back before she died. She's been dead for almost 10 years <laughs> Well, I'm now. sure he pops in and out now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm in, right? So I'm going to Catholic school at the time, of course. So I'm like, I'm going to be a priest. Because even at a very young age, I realized these priests don't have, they're so boring. Yeah. I was like, you got to, you know, have some fucking charisma. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. And so I'm like, I'm going to show these priests how it's done. And oh my God. I'm going to be like a fucking rock star priest, right? And this so, is the prequel to Fleabag. Right, yeah. So I am. Uh, <laughs> and so I am memorizing the, the mass. Because well, I have to go to mass every Friday for school and then every Sunday with my family. Uh, and then if I stayed with my grandparents over the summer, which we did all the time on their farm, we'd go multiple times almost every day. So I had plenty of time to absorb and like learn. And my grandma always told me, she goes, the mass is, it's more than a ceremony. It's a sacrament. Everything, everything that is said throughout the entire hour, even though people think it's too long, it's boring and long. She goes, if you listen to everything that's said is very purposeful. Wow. Every, there is nothing wasted. Is it always the same? It's always the same except for the priest's homily. And there's different masses for different holidays and things like that that have interchangeable pieces, mm-hmm. right? So the readings are always different. But like the skeleton of the structure of the sacrament of the ceremony is the same mm-hmm. because it's leading up to a great transmutation, which is fucking really crazy if you think about what it really means. And this is the transmutation of Jesus's body and blood into something that you can consume to cure your original sin, to give you eternal life. So what we're talking about here is a so the whole mass basically is a ceremony, making this transmutation possible, right? Whoa! So I'm a little kid thinking to myself. So now I realize, okay, every word in the church in the mass ceremony has a purpose. There's nothing wasted. There's nothing fortuitous here, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to know the fucking words. Um, and then not only do you have to know the words, you have to engage the people into creating this communal experience of transformation, this miracle. We're making a miracle. You're witnessing a miracle every time you go to. Wow. This is like, this is what I believed at the time. Right? It's so impressive that you were raised with this and you can talk about it like this. You know, and not just because you solve the truth for yourself but also that you are because I I, when we get to my side but um, I've seen so much defensiveness that people have even though they've left a religion like they can't like they're still so mad about it you know what I mean but anyway oh no there was a period of time where I wanted to burn down my former church I mean, I still feel that way a lot. You know, of the time. I still every once in a while drive by it, like when I'm in Dayton, and I'm like, I'll burn this place. <laughs> like, that's only because they harbored predators. Well, but, yes, um, but that's that's a whole other thing. Right? And why do they attract so many predators? What does that say about the religion itself? I mean, that's pretty fucked up. Well, it's like definitely a 
quote unquote safe space mm-hmm. for um you know and you're very you're you're empowered yeah you are like the mouthpiece of god like what could be kids. more powerful as a human being yeah. than being the mouthpiece of god oh, so to act like i wasn't attracted to that power as a kid is crazy because yeah. i was a middle child never got attention now i'm gonna fucking have all the attention right <laughs> uh, but it turns out i just wanted to be a performer but like um so i'm me- memorizing the mass and so we'd be at school mass i'll be practicing the mass like friday mornings i'll be like performing the mass while it's happening this is so sad this is like all you needed was to discover show tunes or something like (laughs) (laughs) all you had was this boring ass mass but this was bigger than just like movies or show tunes Uh this was i'm going to be saving the world yeah i'm not going to be a movie star (gasps) i am going to save a lot of movie stars i'm going not only am i going to save the world i am going to be the one who like in hand-to-hand combat defeats the (laughs) devil himself right so, like, I'm convinced that, like, I'm that important. Did you read or watch Preacher? No. It's great. Is it? It's a graphic novel and a show, and, and they're both great. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. You would like it. You would. I think you'd really like it. I would get in trouble. The nuns would... I'd get in trouble in mass. because They're, like, uh, for doing the... You know, for doing everything. And... <laughs> So they'd be like, Ryan just stretched his arms out like he was gonna like, like, like was, lead, <laughs> like part the Red Sea for, and lead the children through it. Yeah. Um, and so they'd be like, "You're mocking the ceremony," and I was like, "I don't think you understand. I'm practicing." Like, and they'd be like, and I would get detention. I would, I would get detention after school. You what? That's so. Fucked and like up. the joke is, where like a, you know, ten year old, nine year old me would want like never said it, but always mm-hmm. wanted to be like, "Bitch, I don't think you know who you're talking." <laughs> Like, I used to be best friends you know, with a child star and she felt that way about everyone all the time. Yeah, it's like, you don't know who you're talking to. Like, when I'm at the front lines yeah. of the battle between good and evil, which is going to happen when I any day because my grandma's pretty old. head with the Archangel Michael yeah. sword that Guess he'll who give I to might me because he can't do it himself. Sister Anne. <laughs> Guess who might be left behind? So, uh, yeah, and so I actually had a priest. I was so serious about being a priest that my parents had the... Um, Wait, what was he called? It's like right before you become a priest. It's like you're a junior priest. Oh, I know what you're talking about. This child star was fucking one of those. She was. He. She was an adult. They were teenagers. Oh, okay. What is it called though? Where they go to like um, the? They have yeah, like a summer. And they camp? assist in all the. Well, they assist in all the ceremony. They're, like this guy was a grown up. He wasn't yeah. a teenager. No, this guy was. This you're guy talking was about in his altar boys, 20s. maybe. No, 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 oh, no. No, he 20s. was in his twenties, and she. Well, I guess they both were early. I want to say it's like an R word, but it's not. I can't. I, I can't also remember. have a really good old friend. Um, who is now openly gay, but he got that far too. Whatever this this junior priest. Gosh, is. I can't I can't believe I I forget. But anyway, Father Chuck was his name. Later, <laughs> uh, Father Chuck was a great guy. Um, but unfortunately, he you know much like a lot of Catholic people had a problem mm-hmm. with the sauce, and he actually died. I don't know how many years ago it was. Now he wrecked his car driving back from a casino when he was Whoa. drunk. Whoa. Because Catholics love to drink and gamble, right? I mean, that's what fish fries are all about. Ew, I don't know about this culture at all. Oh, you don't? It's all no. fish fries are ways to raise money for like the Catholic school don't and they for have the bake church. Sales? I thought bake sales. They do were that big too, but fish fry is basically it's a countywide cake party. Ew. So you well, go there I'm and you play. You play fish. blackjack. There's all these gamble, like all these games you can like gamble. It's like a mini. It's like a Catholic Vegas. It's no, awesome. I'm, I'm like I'm so grossed up by the fried fish, and now I'm remembering the fish fucking and all the bodies of water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm okay with fish, fish fucking. <laughs> fish fucked in this. That fish um, fucked another fish. Fish fucked Keep another in mind. Fish. <laughs> and so he came over to talk to me about the vocation, 
and like how serious it was and you know and if if i was serious about it these are the things i have to think about and you know moving forward in my life and i was like yeah dude like i'm you're gonna be, i'm gonna be your boss was this before you know? puberty when you were like what? The, and Sex then is yes, no big deal. yes. <laughs> that would be tough and so then uh you know i'm getting into all these prophecies and like all these things because my grandma's got all these books and all these prophecies about like things that are going to be happening and i'd go to school and i'd tell people i'm like this is what's going to happen the virgin mary is going to appear in new york city uh, on christmas eve blah 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 and then i'd come back from break and everybody would be like hey i thought the virgin mary was going to appear blah 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 i was like well enough people must have prayed um and asked for forgiveness that she didn't have to do that that is the mentality too though and so that was always the that was always the the get out of jail free card uh you know for anybody in prophecy uh-huh and so but then i did hit puberty um and your priorities changed when i was 11 years old ooh me too and uh i mean we all did thanks mcdonald's <laughs> yeah and so then i jerk off for the first time <laughs> Even though I don't know why I'm jerking off. I don't know what I'm really doing. Whoa. I just wanted to see if I could. Honestly, I just wanted to see if anything came out. If I if could, it like, came out? If did anything you came know out of that, my dick. Did you know that something not pee was supposed to come out of your dick? Yes. Oh, my God. I knew that there was something. I wasn't really sure what it was going to be or how it was going to be or what it was going to look like or nothing. Whoa. I just knew that something had to come out of my penis for me to be able to make a baby. <gasps> so I wanted to know. How did you know that? You knew you from heard like it? From sex ed class or whatever. Oh, uh, okay, okay. And so I didn't know about it from when health I was class having or whatever. <laughs> so I was like, something has to come out of my penis for me to be able to make a baby. So let's see if I can make a baby. If right I can now. lure it out. So <gasps> I was like, I want to see if I'm able to make a baby at this age. Wait, did you think that it would come out and make a baby without the other part? No, no, okay, I knew. Yeah. I, you I just knew wanted to see if you involved. had the the half that would. And I can still hear like my friends in the backyard because my my best friends lived right behind me and then catty corner, like so we shared a oh, backyard. That's fun. Like. Three of the four houses shared this backyard area, and one, the one kid behind us who went to a different school had a trampoline. <gasps> oh, and so hell I yeah. could hear I could hear Beth Wick, who was like one of my first girlfriends later on. She was out there jumping on the trampoline with Ben and Joel and a couple other kids, and I'm just in my attic room working to get your baby like, making juice. What's out. happening here? I'm gonna <laughs> like feeling like oh, your attic room, yeah. <laughs> I'm in my attic room, and I'm like I'm going to. So I start doing whatever. I don't even know what I was really doing. And um, I'm like, I'm going to take, oh my God, I'm going to pee. I'm going to pee. I'm going to pee my pants, right? As I'm doing, or like not my Whoa, pants, but like that's yeah. what it feels like. And then I was like, I don't care. It's going to be the best piss I ever took in my life. <laughs> yes. I have a similar <laughs> so, story. Yeah, so then on. it happens. And then I'm immediately filled with shame. Aww. Like, oh my God, like oh, everybody knows. Aww. Everybody, Everybody's, everybody's going to know. All my friends right in the backyard right there who I can hear through the window, they're all going to know I just masturbated. Wait, how? why did you think they would know? Just because I don't know. I just thought they'd know. <laughs> and so, and at that age, so this is 1987. Uh-huh. This is still like, if you masturbate, you're gay. Oh, man. Right? Well, you would be touching a dick, Ryan. Right? So that's the mentality uh, when you're raised in like a very homophobic Catholic school yeah you know because you know homosexuality is a huge sin mm-hmm. uh, masturbation you're not supposed to be you're doing not supposed to like because sex. sinning in your mind is just as bad as sinning in real life yeah um so i'm like oh i've done some major sin here this is a guy who's going to lead god's army <laughs> so i mean like this isn't just a kid who jerked off for the first time and thought oh my god this is a guy who realizes I wonder... this was my fall from grace yeah this was like my origin story <laughs> of going to the dark side you know what I mean? Yeah. So now I had the choice, like, 
can I, is there any way I can be forgiven for this and still be, but I was like, you but know. But then you kept doing it, right? But I was like, Moses wouldn't have done this. Oh, You know what I mean? Oh, that's so sad. So it's like, I fucked up. That's I lost, so I lost my chance sad. to be God's great leader. But I guess I'm just going to jerk off a bunch now. Yeah, there you go. So like, I just kind of leaned lining. into that. Uh, <laughs> and then quickly, quickly um, became more social. Um Stop things. Stop calling myself the, the peacemaker. I called myself the <gasps> peacemaker. That was my nickname I gave myself at this school. This is so funny. Um, so I stopped trying to break up fights on recess, all that kind of stuff. Wow. I just became like this guy. You just like, did you. Yeah. And then it wasn't until I was in high school that like me and my friends started actually openly talking about masturbation. Wow. Wow. I um, I masturbated, uh, I think I was probably 12. And... um. I everybody was asleep and I used a candlestick from the dining room and and I was like I'm gonna pee I squirted the but it was the only time I've ever squirted in my life I squirted all over my bed and I was like fuck this is a mess <laughs> and, then I, and then it's like you never squirted well this a lot of women have this this origin story because then you like clench a certain part you didn't know to clench before so I don't understand I mean I could relearn squirting but it was a mess so um yeah but I didn't have shame about it um uh, only that I had used something that my mom might be dusting later. And then, <laughs> then a friend left her hairbrush at my house and I was like, hmm, this handle. And I started fucking masturbating with her hairbrush all the time. And then she asked for it back and that was awful because um, I gave it back. <laughs> like, I mean, I couldn't be like... I'm been, sure you like... You maybe... I washed it. Washed it, But it, yeah. I wouldn't want a hairbrush washed after it had been to my friend's vagina like two dozen times, you know? Um but I, I was really lucky. I wasn't really raised with religion. I just had this um, goofy, sweet Aquarius grandfather who had some anger issues and drinking problems. But um, he's the one. He's like the family member that I'm in touch with the most, I guess, like the, who's passed. Um, but he would always be like, uh, Jesus loves you. Jesus is the greatest guy. Do you know about him? You know about Jesus. Let's pray to him right now. He's always just like throwing Jesus around like he was our fun neighbor. And um, he would, I loved picking scabs. This is so gross. But I would pick all the scabs off my body and then I'd get a hold of a cat because our cats were always getting ticks because we lived on a fucking farm. And I'd pick all the scabs off a cat. I'm not proud of this. It's disgusting. And my grandfather would see me picking a scab now and then he'd be like, leave that alone. That's a Jesus band-aid. And I was like, what? Jesus put this on me? Like then I really wanted it off. Um but he was sweet and I liked I liked his whole thing. And I have this story that I'm pretty sure I've told you under in a different setting where, um, you know, my family, when I was born, there was like a ton of really bad stuff happening. A lot of trauma had just hit the month before I was born. And um, uh, my mom and her siblings were talking about it one night when I was about two years old. And I think my brother was a baby. I think it was not long after he'd been born. I'm pretty sure he was there. And we lived in this little yellow trailer and I remember I had a diaper on. I was riding this tricycle around. I had a fever. Um, I remember like the orange flavored fever pills, whatever that, maybe child's Tylenol. But they were talking about death. And it was the first time I had a concept, like a grasp on what death was. And here I had this grandfather who was always telling me like, no, we just go in the sky and we live with Jesus and he's the coolest. But I was really scared because I didn't want to leave the planet yet and I'm like am I gonna fucking die I have a fever they're telling me I need to be lying down that I'm sick I need to not get worse like is this how I'm gonna die and 
I put myself to bed because I was very independent, even at two. And I remember my bedroom. I remember my Sesame Street sheets. Like there was this life-size doll. My uncle Farley, who always was having toes cut off, had bought me. He had diabetes. And um, I'd taken off her clothes and tried to put her, see if they fit me, tried to put her clothes on. She's standing there naked with underwear on. And um, I get my bed and I had my back to the wall. And I was so scared I was going to die. And I was praying and I was praying to my uncle who had passed, who I'd never met in this world. And I was praying to Jesus. And somebody rubbed my back. A big, warm man hand rubbed my back. And I was like, cool, I'm going to be fine. And I went to sleep. So when you're two and someone reaches out literally from the other world and says, no, no, you're going to be okay. I had, for the rest of my life, this built-in confidence and safety net where I just knew there was always somebody there. Like I never felt alone. I never felt scared. I never felt drawn to a religion because I was like, no, no, I'm already, I'm already working that out. It's fine. You're already connected to the other side. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'd always be like, cause most likely, I mean, I don't know who I thought it was really. It was definitely one of those two. They were the only two I talked to and it was a big man hand. But then, um, years later I, I, because uh, in Florida, you know, all my friends were going to Baptist churches and I went to a Baptist church and they were, um, they were baptizing. They were all screaming and people would go up and the, the preacher would put holy water on their hand and say like, cast the demons out. And I was so into this and uh, it was like, it was fucking crazy. And I went up and I, I was crying and I said, I say swear words and I listen to Madonna and they cast... <laughs> They cast my demons out and I fainted. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And then I went home and I took down all my Madonna posters. And I just remember my mom sitting at the table going, you'll be back. And I was so like a few days later. I was like, funny. yeah, she is. Um, she, she never pushed anything. There is. It's a weird because I don't know where the divide, where it branches off. Like because there's ritual uh, in ceremony as part of organized religion. Yeah. And then it branches off into... Uh, this whole other area of, you know, people, some people want to call it social conditioning. Some people want to call it control. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's I don't know sure where control. the, I don't know where the, but it's, it's a huge money I don't maker. Think it and they started don't even pay, as it started as, no, like, I don't think organized, I don't really know, but my guess is that like these different organized religions and like the ceremony that's involved with mm-hmm. them and all these other things, like they don't start off as like, we need to figure out how to control people. There's not like four people sitting around. No. Like everybody has this idea of they, oh, they want to control. Well, us, right? and capitalism ruined everything. Capitalism is, spiritualism. yeah. And not to hate rich people, <laughs> but capitalism has destroyed oh, everything yeah. well, that it gets its hands on because it turns it into money based. Yeah. And ideas. I don't, it, the best way, and you know, I do want to talk about the cult I joined briefly. Oh, totally. I totally forgot that part because like when it comes to like religion and all this kind of stuff too, I think the interesting thing is like so many times 98% of the people involved have no idea what is happening in these ceremonies and in these rituals. No, And like I was in a fraternity and I was pretty high up in this fraternity and we had these crazy fucking ceremonies where we wore robes and like it was dark and we had robes on and we read from secret books and what where what were the secret books? They're books that you only have access to when you're part of the leadership. Have you seen of, Midsummer yet? Not yet. You really need to see that. Okay. And the fraternity was Delta Ta Delta. I was at the Delta Ta <laughs> chapter. So douchey. Right. Douchey Todd. Well, it's the Greek. It's the <laughs> Our fraternity was pretty cool. 
Oh, I'm sure right. We've I've been never kicked heard off of campus. an uncool been, fraternity well, or sorority. When I joined, they'd already been kicked off campus for oh, shady activities. Cool. Like what? Putting on robes and getting their dicks out and reading books? No, I think everybody kind of did that. Uh, I don't Not let me the forget. dick part. But Please the, don't let me forget to tell you the dick out story about the cult I joined. Okay, yeah. And so what happened was we we ran and I'm... I hesitate to give too many of the details because the president of the fraternity that I was in uh, when, when I joined is currently running for the Democratic uh, nominee for president of the United what States. What the fuck? So, well, we're going to talk after this. <laughs> but I, will, I will say this. Tim Ryan, who I think is wonderful and he's great and he's, got, he's on the right side of everything, I think. Uh, you know, uh, he's been in the debates yeah, uh, he's one of like the Democratic rising stars. Did you see him like paddle anybody or do weird demeaning shit? No. Okay, good. TR was always TR knew back then when he was 21 years old that he wanted to be president of the United oh, States. Oh, good. So he was like, I'm not going to do anything. He was president of our fraternity. Shit, like, that up. I remember when I was like looking around at different fraternities to join. Mm-hmm. People were like, "You're going to go if you go see the Delts. Like the Delts would be like, all you have to do is meet TR, and there's no way you'll ever join another fraternity." And I was like, "Why?" And they're like. Meet him, and then you'll understand. This dude was so charismatic, Whoa. but but like also so he like was so earnest and believed. He was all about lead- like that fraternity taught me how to be proud of knowledge. Oh, that's like great! I, I was in Spanish class once with my big brother, and uh, we were in the teacher only spoke in Spanish, mm-hmm. and I was like fucking drowning here. Yeah, and so, I, but then it got to the point where eventually I started knowing stuff, and she'd ask the class questions, and my big brother would be sitting next to me. He's like, "Did you know the answer to that?" And I'd be like, "Yeah." He goes, "Then raise your fucking oh, hand." Oh, that's so, really like, great! And I like, uh, you know, got me into community service. Like I was the community service chair, um, so like you know, we did all kinds of community service stuff. I mean, what basically what I'm saying is there's great shit going on from some of these organizations. Yeah, but there's also the other side of it where. You know, there's about 2% of the people involved who even understand what the fuck all this even yeah, means. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and the books that we read from, none of us knew what the fuck we no, were reading. No, it's just While ritual. we wore these robes and, and candles. Yeah, yeah, and you have so many people. Well, so, because um, I have a tiny bit of backstory to give, because I didn't want a religion, but I did want to have sex with my first husband. So, um, I had met him in New York, and we had like a crazy... <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I know. But you're not the type of person nope. who was like, nope, nope. I loved him so much, and I would, li- I would just like to preface the story with like, this is what I'll do for love. Like I, so am- this isn't like you being like, I can't have sex unless I do this. This is he won't have sex with me unless I do this. Yes, is that where this yes. is going? Yeah, and I didn't just want to have sex with him, but I do think if we just had sex, it might have been okay, and might have just the relationship might have just like gone its own course and dissolved eventually. But um, I had been. I had been friends with him for five years and this was, we met in New York, he moved to LA. Every time I'd visit LA, we'd like have a friend date where like the chemistry, he was so funny, double Libra, so funny, so smart, so quick witted and so like fucking hot, like, like boy band hot, but like a man who wasn't a boy band. Like he had like a kind of like a fucking hot 
like a hotter Justin Timberlake thing, you know, his his shirtless body was amazing. So he was hot. He was funny. He was um, compassionate. And we'd have just like the most amazing email and text exchanges. But there were times he told me about the last time he had seen me in New York. We went to breakfast and he said I was such a bitch to him. And I said, well, I just use bitched as a derogatory way. I don't ever. I mean. I'm still yes. I I think being a bitch is always good, honestly. Um, but I was I was very cold, is what I was being to him. And um, he said he brought it up, and I said, yeah, I was in love with you, and I felt like I was cheating on my ex. Like I was in love with this guy. Not like well, I don't I don't necessarily. I think I was in love with him, honestly, before we were ever even together. But then my ex, who was my ex husband in my last lifetime, cheated on me, and then this guy says, come to L.A. I'll get you a position as a super of this building in Hollywood. Your rent will be $300 a month with, for a giant one-bedroom apartment, and we have a pool. Um, and he lived down the road, and he did this for a different building. So he got me all set up. So I came out. We were together. We were inseparable a couple months in, and we were just like in love. And then I went away for Christmas, and I was like, I have to tell him. And And I came back, and I was like, we're in love. We're in love with each other. We've never kissed. I love how that's the conversation. Like, it's yeah. not like, I love you. No. It's, hey, we're in love with yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah. And he, he goes, <laughs> I, he was move. so cute. He said, way to shoot the elephant in the room, which was so sweet. I mean, I don't want to shoot an elephant. Fuck that. But you know, it was like a- Well, it's not like you were said, posting a picture on Instagram yes, after you did. Thank you. Thank you. He was so, he, he was like, I have to go process this. Let's talk in a week. And then he came and got me. We went on this date. Um, the real weird story. I had to stop managing that building because a, a very, very schizophrenic man started to leave me gift cards and knives and send roses to me. And I was really scared he was going to murder me, honestly. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was, it was what, real fucked up. What indicated that, uh, I mean, that is cr- he that's thought scary. I was his ex-girlfriend. The knives thing is really- Oh, yeah. Takes it up another yeah. notch. Yeah, it was really fucked up. But um, he did leave me a, a gift card for a very nice restaurant. So we went and used that and- um, had like our talk and he told me is there something enjoyable about using gift cards from an from, insane person who's gonna murder you no no uh, like <laughs> like let's for the sake of this like a gift of like adoration and love for someone who's that you didn't give them and you get to use like if oh i don't know i feel real weird about that you stuff. didn't feel like you didn't think it was fun using that gift card that it, that guy who was in love with you and his strange mind n- no, I think it felt like I found it on the street is how I felt okay. about it. Yeah, I was pretty detached from it all. But he did send me, he, had, he actually got me a rose delivery subscription. So the first time they deliver with this beautiful vase and then every week long stem roses come and you throw out your old ones and put the new ones in. It was fucking weird. But, um, and I mean, I liked that. I love getting flowers. So that was way better. But the knives were awful. Um, so so we go to this this restaurant and we he drives me home. We didn't talk about it at all. We are both like just fucking freaked out by what had transpired the week before and he gets he drives me home we're in his truck and he says i can't be with you because you're not a mormon and he was he was very very mormon but he also had left the church and he had fucked a lot of people and i don't mean just women that dude had a wild phase there's just uh, people feel attached to their cultural even yeah. if they're no longer religiously practicing uh some kind of thing like you you see this a lot with different with different people yeah. and, and with different religions. It's like they're culturally bound for some reason. Yeah. And he had left. He had a, a such a sad story. He and I, we email each other probably twice a year. 
um, just to make sure the other one's okay. It's really sweet. I know he can't ever be around me again because I ended it. And um, I mean, it, it still hurts because like I kind of don't remember how I felt. I had a pug I had to give up one time, this dog I loved. I can't remember that dog. I blocked. I cried for two weeks. I cried myself to sleep for two weeks. But this weeks. is your like, first ex-husband. This is my first ex-husband and I put a big block on. People would ask me about the sex still and I'm like, I don't remember. I don't remember the sex. I remember the first time we had sex because it was our fucking wedding night. And that was great. So and you're like, I need to have sex with this guy. Let's just get married. <laughs> well, I'll... and I loved him, but I did. I so this is the cult it. you're joining, the yes. Mormons. So I go, I said, he tells me I have to be Mormon. I said, take me to church. Let's see if that'll work. And he's like, what? Because keep you, like anybody who even listens, if this is the first podcast they ever listened to of ours, like I, I just saw a little, a little weird orb behind you, a real little one with real good precision, just like moving around. Um, but so anyway. Um, Guess who's probably close? Who? Oh, oh, yeah. Our second, our second uh, episode. Um, So um, he, uh, uh, wait, what the hell was I saying? Took me to church. Yeah. So I'm not, I am not a candidate for Mormonism. Also at the time I was working as a phone psychic for the biggest phone psychic network in the world, which you're not allowed to do as a Mormon. And um, I go to church, uh, David Archuleta, who won, uh, right? He won, I don't know. um, What's it called? American Idol. He, because this is Hollywood Mormonism, so everybody is gorgeous. It's basically Scientology, but maybe nicer. Um, but they're all super mega attractive people in this church. Um, David Archuleta shows up one day, one Sunday, and I'm going through it. And I'm like, this is nice. This kind of reminds me of like the stuff my grandfather would tell me about Jesus. Nobody's saying, you know, kill the gays yet. And um, um, are we still, you know? And I, I met with the bishop, and I told him I have big concerns about um, Prop Eight. I'm not ever going to be able to give money to a church that could give money to uh, trying to dissolve marriage between anybody that's fucked up. And he's like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. And my ex, his whole thing was like, I can't bear to be separated from you in the afterlife. And if I'm Mormon and you're not, you go to a different planet and you don't get to take your genitals. Oh, not, not planet. He go he goes to a planet. Mormons get a planet. They get to reinvent. They all get to be a god is what Mormons believe. If they're good Mormons, they're rewarded with a fucking planet and their own little people who worship them. That is so twisted. Imagine that's your goal. That's not a goal. That's so oh God, I'm so mad about this still. But um he said I would go to the like middle heaven that sucks and you don't get to have genitals. He could come <laughs> visit me there, but he couldn't bear You're to You're like going to blue collar heaven. <laughs> You're going to have to do some piping. And they're going to take your genitals. You don't get the fuck. Well, I guess I'd be a Barbie doll. You're on a fixed income. (laughs) No health (laughs) care. But you don't need it because you don't have genitals. uh, You can go to the CVS Minute Clinic. (laughs) It's so fucking. Oh, my God. There were hymns. I can't find it. And there's there's the real shocking two part to this story, too. But there was a hymn that had... um, mansions it mentioned mansions and cadillacs and someone keeps trying to tell me this isn't true someone who was mormon and is still very defensive about not about the church even though he left uh that's my second husband my second fucking husband was a mormon what the hell and i prefer jews i just want to go on the record and be like that's my jam i don't want to marry mormon i didn't want to marry mormon 
I didn't want it's, to marry a Mormon twice. I definitely didn't. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm ex. I'm ex-Mormon. He hey, had just left the church. Wanted, wants. Well, Angie. And, I guess. And, and everybody, everybody kept making jokes like, can't you find a good agnostic? And it's like, no. Well, and then, then that guy was like hardcore atheist, uh, like a nihilist who believed in nothing at that point and would make fun of me and my woo shit, which is one of the big reasons we had to, I mean, I left both of them. But, um, but the first one was so sweet. I thought it would work. I got baptized. So D- David Archuleta comes to church, wants to sit next to me, be my best friend. And, and I don't really know who he is, but now I'm the most popular girl at Mormon church because I come in there uh, like, and they, they love a newbie. They love someone who's like thinking about getting baptized. If you've just been baptized, they were, they were all very kind to we me. We got a new project. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh my God. And then they put me on the, you get a calling. They put me on the party planning committee. And then someone said to me, they're like, did you notice that they put all the coolest women on that committee? And I was like, oh, I'm one of the coolest Mormons. Like fucking, of course I am. The fuck, you know what I mean? Like how hard is that? But it was, it was about a year. He told me I only had to be a two on a scale of one to 10 for Mormonism, which entails getting baptized. I got baptized by a friend who is a very accomplished filmmaker. Uh, Variety did an article, called him the filmmaker to watch and 20, whatever. And a really cool guy, David Archuleta was at my baptism. Um, it was Brandy was there. It was so fucking weird that I did this. And there, there is so much weird shit about Mormonism. My second husband. When was this? Uh, 2009. It was not long enough ago. <laughs> oh my god! I know. For some reason, when I think about like your first husband, for some reason, I think it's like early 2000s. For some reason, it should be. That would make more sense. Like I, late I 90s. Waited, but um, well, it should be. It should be late 90s. But where are you going to be 10 years from now? Ooh. Married to a fucking Jew, Ryan, a Jew who doesn't care, a Jew who will be like, fine, I'll go to New Moon Kabbalah with you. Like, fine. But um, I mean, honestly, yeah. I'm, I'm, and you talk about like valuing knowledge. That's a very cultural thing for Jews. But also, I don't know. I don't want to be racist here. I'm a 16th Jew. So you're a Jewish witch who's been Jewish baptized witch. in Mormonism. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, who performed baptisms for the dead for a hot minute. I went. I just wanted to see what it was like. I went in. They give you a onesie. You go to a big weird uh, chalice thing. A man baptizes you, and all these names come up on the screen, and you just get dunked over and over as he reads these names of strangers you don't know who died and they need to get into heaven. So but they were baptizing Jews from the Holocaust, which is really fucked up. Like, do your own weird shit. Leave other people out of it. I'm gonna try to not be negative here because I do still have many Mormon friends whom I adore. Uh, did I help? Some people leave the church. Yes. Am I super So you were like underground railroading people out of Mormonism? I sure did. I sure did. And mine was like a safe space for them, for these people to come and like say, I can't believe this is real because of this and this and this. And I'd be like, follow your heart. Do you want a drink? (laughs) So I gave a lot of people their first taste of alcohol. Man, that's some witchcraft. You know, that's some witching. You're like, you infiltrated. I sure did. I, sh- I liberated them. You were and like now, a double agent. Now I see them like reading tarot cards on Instagram and stuff. It's a, it's it's really the best case scenario. Um, so Joseph Smith, <laughs> he was marrying children. That is all true. Um, it blows my mind that people marrying can, children to adults or marrying children to children. Marrying children to adults. He told one guy, um, "You need to go on this mission," and then he married the guy's wife, who was already married to that guy. He told a different guy. That if he didn't let him marry his wife, an angel was going to cut him up with a sword. 
a fire. He was such a fucking asshole, this guy. So he was like a real piece of shit poon yeah, hound, yeah, as yeah, they say. Yeah, real piece of shit. And meanwhile, his wife, um, also just like the whole word of wisdom was this weird couple spat where she was tired of the dude spitting their tobacco on the floor. And so she said um, something, about, and he he got he gets the call from God that they shouldn't be chewing tobacco or smoking tobacco. And then to punish her, he says, "Well, you can't drink tea anymore. You and your friends can't drink tea. Teas, uh, hot drinks are outlawed." So it was the whole thing is so preposterous. It is such an American religion. Those motherfuckers. And here's a here's a silver lining. Best case scenario, they were pioneers heading for California. Thank. God, that idiot cultist didn't know what California looked like. They got to Utah. They thought that was California. Can you imagine if Mormons pioneered California? It's the best place in the country. It would not be the best place in the country if Joseph Smith were slightly better at geography. But so, um, okay, here's the thing. When he died, they found on his person, because me, I was like, piece of shit Capricorn. And I don't hate Capricorns. I just have had a lot of bad experiences with them. I'm sure they're and good. I There are several good Capricorns I love. But Joseph Smith, I'm like that piece of shit Capricorn, hating on the Capricorns. Then I read on his dead body, he was murdered because he was like stealing land or something or making shady deals, marrying children, all kinds of fucked up shit that the, I'm pretty sure he was murdered in Missouri. And the people of Missouri were like, no, bro. So they broke into his prison cell. They murdered him. And on his corpse, he was wearing uh, the amulet of Jupiter. Now, anybody who knows about astrology hears that and they're like, that motherfucker wasn't a Capricorn. That motherfucker was a Sagittarius. And I looked it up because he's born the day after me and we're both cusp babies. He was a Sagittarius. And now that just takes me back to what pieces of shit Sagittarius men are. (laughs) And I can say that because I married one. Wait, wait. (laughs) And they are so, they really are so not all of them. I'm a Sagittarius, so I know what I'm talking about. This is like, you know, I'm I'm, well, I'm talking I'm, to myself. I'm, I've got too. I'm Sag too. You got Sag Moon. So like I'm Sag Moon. So um, okay. There so. are plenty. Mark Twain was a Sag. John Stewart is a Sag. He has a whole animal farm of rescues. Like plenty of good men are Sag. But my personal experience. <laughs> <laughs> My second husband is a Sagittarius. Tormented me. I can't wait till people hear the uh, <laughs> I'm really the discussion about gossip in our next episode. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sarah's out the door for three this minutes. Is, you know there <laughs> are you. plenty, and I am a Sag. I'm fucking shitting on myself right now. I, am, I know it's just so funny. Though. I am a it's snake just, eating its own tail slash eating its own shit. So here or pooping its own head. Yes, but you know it's funny. The Mormons won't tell you that he was born in that amulet of Jupiter because Mormons aren't allowed to have astrology stuff and when i went when i went to the bishop and i was like i can't get on board with all the anti-gay stuff um i can't pay you money to the church like i'm not gonna be able to do this stuff he they don't care they just want you to get in and then they're gonna like raise the bar like well now you have to do this but um he said to me because I, I said i'm not gonna stop working as a psychic and he said uh that's okay as long as you don't uh, solicit your services to other church members. And I said, well, what if they want me to read them? What if they ask me? And he's like, well, you know, that's okay, I guess. Blah, blah, blah. He was a really cool guy. I don't, he might still be the bishop in Hollywood. I don't know. But the uh, the short version with the moral at the end 
is you can't change for anybody. Like, I couldn't be a Mormon. I'm not a Mormon. That's the stupidest thing ever. And he said, being a a two on a scale of one to 10, and then after we were married, he's like, "Uh now you have to be a 10. And there was no way I was ever going to be a 10. I couldn't even be a two. I got baptized. I thought that was This guy wasn't even a 10. This guy wasn't a 10. He was getting blackout alone drunk. And I found that out later. But like, isn't it funny how when people like it's always the people who make the biggest demands of others that seem to overlook. Yeah. And then my like dreamboat first husband, um, after we get married, he starts wearing his underwear again, the magic underwear. And you guys can Google this. It's so gross. It's I've seen women in it like you put your bra on over it. Which is so sad. You don't. They don't actually have regular underwear. They have these like weird long johns that have symbols sewn into them. And you know, like I'm a crazy bitch with crystals in my bra. So who who am I to judge? I'm not judging, but I did see a lot of gross, stained magic underwear for the brief year I was married to this person. And. It just sucked, and he wasn't happier, and and then I wasn't happy, and then he was like secretly, um, he would, because they're not allowed to drink, so he would take a bunch of NyQuil, and I was hiding vodka, and then in in the so same, there's just a lot going on. There's a lot in the same wardrobe that he was hiding his but it all fuck, pills. But religion is the thing that fucked everything up here. It is. It's the it's the biggest fuckery. It's the rigidity. Yeah. Of this system that's supposed to make people better. And like we were talking about it at the beginning too, like, you know, the the mass is the ceremony that's supposed to like cause this transmutation from body into like spirit. Mm -hmm. And it's like this, you're, Oh, you're supposed to be watching this miracle happening. And so like all these like tools that are supposedly put in place to like create some kind of outcome in in Mormonism, it's to have your own fucking planet and be a God or whatever. And have stuff. Oh, and you get your body restored to its perfect version. Who wants a body in the afterlife? The whole point of going away from this world is to not have a fucking body to deal with and sexual urges. And well, I mean, I'm, I'm here for that for now, but like, doesn't it sound refreshing to give that up too? to not have to, to eat food or fuck people and not have a body and just be a nice warm white light connected to source and everybody. I thought you were going to say be a nice warm white lady. <laughs> <laughs> I thought what you were going to say. No, okay, so let's boring. um put a bow on let's it. Let's put a bow on this and we have to was there something we were going to from a listener? So, she writes, "So first off, I love you guys. Angela, you cray, Ryan, you calm, and the two of you are cool and work really well together. Thank you." So my question involves energy work. A few years ago, before I had really opened up to the woo, I deeply meditated and got out of it after I heard a voice scream my name. Since then, I've been on this whole journey where I've been exploring the symbolism of, the, of left, but now I'm thinking that meditation was trying to tell me something more literal. When I'm charging up for spell work, my left wrist and elbow will develop this dull ache that intensifies the more power I feel. Excuse me. Like I'm charging up. Last night, I was experimenting with getting to know some crystals I got recently and setting them on my left hand. And this dull ache radiated down my hand to my elbow and the pain intensified and spread a little as I tried to explore the ache. Any idea what's going on? So I Googled this and I was struggling with this. I heard a voice yell at me when I was 18. It was my own voice. That was some trippy shit, but I, it was really hard to figure out what the hell that was. Um, and I, 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 I wasn't sure at first. I was like, well, maybe it was your voice. Um, my arms are often asleep when I wake up in the morning when I'm like journeying or working, which I do a lot of at night. 
Uh, so I was like, well, dull ache, that's kind of like when my arms go to sleep from whatever fucking weird shit I'm doing. I don't even, I can't even figure that one out yet. But um, I I consulted our good friend, friend Renee Watt, who um, is also a psychic. And she said, um, because you heard a voice, um, you are probably clairaudient, which can cause a lot of mental chatter and sometimes insomnia. Um, she suggested that you research how to develop the skill. Um, you could also find somebody who, if you're if you're feeling like you're a budding psychic, um, people like Renee do mentorships. You could work with someone with, like Sarah, like figure out kind of where to focus and channel. Um, but she'd say in general, pain isn't a good thing to experience. In the chakra system, elbow blockages can be linked to having an inflated ego. Now, we don't know if that's what is happening here. But since you experienced this when casting, uh, your guides might be warning you to be responsible with your magic and not let the power go to your head. So the good news is you might be really powerful. Bad news is you might be given ego too much control over this. Which is a very common thing. Yeah. Which uh, is something. Triple that- fire. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> ego, ego is my boyfriend. I mean, especially when you start like, Coming into power. Yeah. I mean, what, I mean, what else, how exciting that is. Yes. And how cool it, like, I remember one time I sat down to meditate and I was like, I'm calling in everybody tonight. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get like a, I'm going to get like a, it's going to be, it's going to be like an Oscar award winning movie inside <laughs> my like meditation. This is the same kind of priest right? you were. <laughs> yeah. And so, the and then I got, priest. I got the best nothing witch. on that night. Ooh. I couldn't even get into like a meditation. Cause I was like, I'm bringing in everybody. It's going to be awesome. Get some popcorn ready. Real quick. And then I do have a, an advice for, for, for our listener, but, um, Carol Burnett has this really great book. Um, I can't remember what it's called just the way I am. Something like that. Anyway. Um, there's a a bit in it where she gets success on Broadway and um, she, she she's making everybody laugh. She's getting all this attention. And then one night she goes out cocky and nobody laughs. And she realized they have to be laughing with you. Like you can't go out and with the sense I'm going to entertain you still have to be like that goofball. Um, but so, okay. So uh, Renee suggested if you approach every ritual with love and grace, it should really help. You can also concentrate love or grace to the area to help balance it. Maybe incorporate rose quartz, which I love for every single thing. Um, and lava rock, uh, which I didn't think about this before, but Renee said um, you could put lava rock on your altar and allow it to collect any bad energy from ego or anything. Um, so it doesn't affect the outcome of your spells. And then you bury the lava rock after the ritual and just like send it back to the earth. And uh, lava rock is pretty cheap. You can buy them in bulk, but it's funny because they're like, Renee uses them as energy filters. And it reminds like lava rock kind of reminds me of charcoal anyway. And charcoal, like when you eat it, it absorbs all the toxins in your body. So lava rock is like the activated charcoal of the crystal world. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope that helps. Um, please let us know because I also have pain in my arms. Oh, my ego. Oh, yeah. Look, there it is. <laughs> and my ego. There. <laughs> Both of my arms. <laughs> <laughs> my whole body is numb when I wake up. <laughs> my ass aches. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, uh, thank you to everybody for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, we, you know, we love that you're listening. We uh, love you and engaging with us, and we're doing our best that to keep up on all genuine, that. That sound genuine, but we love you. No, there, we do. Better. I we didn't do. sound genuine when I, I just said that. I didn't sound genuine. I, oh, I just okay. said it like it was written down. I was reading it. Oh I wait, I'm, I'm reading off the thing you gave me to read. <laughs> um i if you guys i'm gonna post pictures of my new amazing altar it's so beautiful i'm really proud of it but i put the jar in there and i actually kind of amped up the magic that i'm doing on everybody who leaves us five star reviews on itunes um if you don't have itunes somebody asked this question today how do they where else can they leave us reviews i'm pretty sure we're on like all the places like we're on spotify we're on stitcher yeah if you we we probably won't get any notification if you leave us one there so just take a screenshot and email it to us um or send it yeah because i never go to check i never go look at like the thing uh for stitcher or any of that i mean we get we get all the itunes ones come through an email we get an email if they wanted to leave it on the facebook group you can write a review of the facebook group i think you can leave but the page or the page that's what i mean i mean Write it, write it wherever you listen. Because who cares about Facebook, right? Oh, but we do have that secret group, which a bunch of you already found when we. Yeah, talked I don't about really care. I don't care about like the Facebook, like all that stuff either. Yeah, but, but leave um, it, leave it wherever you listen, because that'll really help us. Um, and um, Ryan's gonna do something weird with you guys. <laughs> but I have that jar that's on my altar, and I don't wanna, I'm gonna bleed all over your handles. I'm not. But um, if there's something you want to, just um, message us and tell us what you want, and I'll put it on the back of your handle um but that jar i just added i just redid my altar last night and i vamped up that that whole jar with some extra stuff and i was like damn this is you guys you're getting a really good deal for a five-star review i'm telling you um and i just want to remind people that on the 9th and 10th of august i will be in sioux fall at boss comedy club on the 11th i'll be at the zoo bar in lincoln nebraska on the 12th, which is a Monday night, I'll be at O'Leaver's, which is a really cool bar owned by, um, God, oh, why can I not remember the name of the band? This is rad, but I can't believe, I can't remember it this right now. Pathetic, right? That's in Omaha, Nebraska. And on the 13th, no, I have to pay Lucky my credit 13. card. And on the 14th, <laughs> uh, I'll be at uh, this, uh, the 14th and 15th, I'm doing shows in Denver. Uh, one at the Oscar Blues and then another at a brewery That's somewhere. That's going to be fun. Um, those are going to be fun nights. I love Denver very much. And then they have a beautiful be, cat sanctuary there. I'll be headed home shortly a after that. Lion so, cat and bears. So come um, say hi. Also at Rising. Uh, sorry, at Lovable. I'm doing uh, Midsummer Scream this Saturday. weekend. Yeah, Saturday. I I'm on a witch panel. I can't go there. You, you know how many shit. like yeah. Oh, I know. Fun it's people are going to be there. Yeah, I'm going to the party because I'm working the party. Oh my god! Um, like, there's yeah, I have a some VIP of my favorite pass, new right? artists are going to be there showcasing their work called Little Ghouls. Oh um, yeah, the Little Ghouls. I don't know. You have if- to tell me if there's anything you think I should go see because Renee and I are going to be kicking it all day there. Then Renee is hosting the panel, um, Real Witches of Southern California. I think it's called. Um, I think around one o'clock. I'm telling on you, Saturday. if you live in Southern California and you love, you love seeing people who. Uh, our vampires, our witches, yeah. our all this kind of stuff. You have to go to this thing and just yeah. kind of like walk around and hang out. Oh, it's going to be so it's fun. It's going to be so cool. And there's going to be some great artwork there. And like, you know, there'll be homemade candles. All, all, any, anything you can imagine will I be I got there. a hotel room because I intend to connect with people that night and fucking drink my ass off. And I'm not proud of that, but am I? Yeah, it's fine. You got to set this time aside sometimes. Um, but also... I'm reading at the the Grinning Grim Gala. Grinning Grim. What's, there's a gala that night. It's based on the Haunted Mansion. 
It's it's a big. It's so celebrating the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, if you're in Los come Angeles, if you're come there, you get a free reading. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm reading people for free. You better fucking tip though, because it's shitty if you get a free reading. You don't tip your psychic. That's saying. bad karma. That's real bad karma. But don't worry, you won't forget because we're gonna have tip jars and we're gonna be putting intention on them tip jars. So yeah, and there will be period blood inside those tip jars. I'm gonna bleed all over my cards. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, we did it. Uh, thank you for listening. This is where magic And uh, next week we've got the return of Sarah Goff. Sarah Goff. So make sure you tune in for that. And don't forget, this shit is real. 